performed deaf, dumb, blind, lame, and everything. A man came up on the platform, totally blind, received the sight, following me all around, circling around through the platform, down the aisle like that. And another man came up blind, received his sight, and there were oh, some three, four young women and young girls, little children that were just as cross-eyed, hideously cross-eyed, and were healed right there, and two doctors standing there, right one, both of them right from the right side, checking it, watching it, and checking the patients and so forth, and come to the microphone and testify that it is perfect. That is a medical doctor, one specialist in San Francisco, California. So, God is God. He's still the great I Am. Not the I was, I Am now, present him. And he's always here to heal to those who believe. But only those who believe are the only ones that's going to be healed. Regardless, you've got to believe. If you would, uh, God might permit you right here this afternoon to get up and be crippled and you walk around on this platform, you could walk off and doubt that belief in your heart just condition come right back to you again. And if you walk off and don't serve him, a worse thing will come back to you again. That's right. You must serve God reverently all your life, believing him with all your heart. And now, being, we got plenty of time this afternoon because we're going to pray for everybody in the building this afternoon. Because we got time to do it, then before leaving, I want to pray for everyone before leaving peace. And I won't talk to you very much because I want to put the time in. You've got good preachers here. You've got a fine bunch of ministers. And they preach. And I'm not a preacher in the first place. So you can, these ministers can speak to you. They did this morning in their services. And uh, how many attended church this morning? Let's see your hands. All over the building. Oh, that's fine. And how many attended this hand tonight? Let's see your hands. All over the building. We'll go to church tonight. That's fine. That's about one third of you. That's not hope you do tonight. <laughs> I hope we go to church tonight. Go somewhere to church. Don't never miss going to church on Sunday. And uh, for the prayer meeting, when you people who have no church this year who are struggling, my advice would be for you to stand at your post of duty just as loyal as you can to the cause of Christ and back up your minister and everything that's, that's going on and for the cause of Christ. And do that, and God will bless you. The only way that you can respect God is to respect one another. Is that right? If you want somebody to say something good about you, you say something good about somebody else. They'll say something good about you. Cast your bread upon the water, it will return to you. As the brother said in Canada, the day said, yes, brother, brand butter. <laughs> so that's about right. See, if you just cast it upon the water, it'll return butter. <laughs> That's the way it comes back. So you do, you do unto others that are doing unto you. So that's a good uh, thing to live by. Now, I want to take just a little bit of time to explain to you a few things that's very essential. And some of the things that I think that hinders our services in many places is because of the lack of time of saving. Uh, I don't get to stay long enough in the place. Maybe two days, three days, or something like that. The meeting should stay 30 days. That sounds like a long time. But I've noticed this, that every day that I stay, the next day is a larger crowd of new enthusiasm, and each day just builds and builds and builds. And then the healing result is, oh, there's no comparison to the difference. Now, just like in our meeting here at Phoenix, we have one Sunday, the devil gets a chance to slip the minds over before we get back again next Sunday. 
That's right. You've got to take the thing and hit it and just keep driving. You can't tap a nail and then walk on off and let the kids play with it around a while and then come back next time and tap it again. You've got to drive that nail right on home like that. Anchor down into the woods. Well, that's what it is with faith. You've got to get it anchored in the people. They'll run in here one Sunday, just a few moments, they're restless. I'm going to go get great part. They'll rush to a prayer line, not even knowing what they're coming to about. The next week, get around to the critics, say, oh, there's nothing to that. I know Jim Jones' wife was prayed for. Did she have her a bit? That's right. It wasn't for Jim Jones' wife. It's for you who believe. That's for believers. It's only for believers. And remember, if you do not have faith, it will not do you any good. Now, in the first place, this gift was not given to do the work that I'm doing with it now in these auditory meetings. That's not God's divine plan for doing it. The divine plan for God is if I had the opportunity to stay a few weeks here to explain it all, it comes by revelation. At nighttime, daytime, when I meet this angel, he'll send me to a place. You say, you go to a place I've never seen it before. Let me give you an illustration, something like it, and you might understand. You uh, go into a place, just as natural as I'm standing here. Maybe there's a lady meeting at the door. She has on a red sweater. And in the yard, there lays an old hole laying. I noticed there's a come in the gate. And there's a Bible laying on the, on the washstand. And, and there's somebody laying in a bed crippled. Well, now, I go to that house. By and by, I find a place. And when I go to that house, I see the hole in the yard, yes, the lady's a red sweater on me through the door. I go in, but the Bible's not laying on the washstand, it's laying on the desk. Now, I cannot say, thus say the Lord, I can't tell them until somebody picks up that Bible and puts it over here on the washstand. Not knowing what there's be, then you can stand and say, thus say it the Lord. And this will come to Brother Branham and I will get, well, I, I, I trust you, brother, sister, this, this will come to you. What about this? And you hear my uncle, my head over. Why, this will be a while. If you let that keep on your mind all the time, why, you'd soon be in mental cases, you see? Not, it would take a few hours to do it. Well, then, I don't know about that. But in these auditorium meetings, the reason that we permit it, there is a great amount of people. Now, this angel is very seldom saying until um, so some case, but I know when he sends me to a case, there's more glory received of God there if you had 15 auditorium meetings. That's right. Because you go with it, thus saith the Lord. And there it happens. Listen, we've got plenty of time. I want to tell you just one case so that you would understand. This reason you take a break, I'll give you the name of the people so you can write I've done another now. And this happens quite often. And I was praying in the room, I wasn't going at all, because I wanted to be alone there. It felt like I wanted to be alone. It's a burden on my heart to pray. Did any of you ever feel that way? And I just started praying. I went uh, lying down across the bed, and um, I went to sleep. And I woke up, it must have been about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I still had that burden, I started praying again. And I knelt down to the floor to pray. I looked over in a corner like that. And we're very poor people, and we had a mother used to us are washing and brings mist up on a chair. I don't know whether you women ever do that or not. Piled up on a chair, and it's piled up in the corner. And I thought, well, poor old mother, there's her washing. I see the big spike something there in the corner. I said, well, and I hadn't noticed that washing. I hadn't noticed it before, but it looked like that washing was moving up in the air like this. Well, I thought, this is rude, dark, I rub my eyes. 
I know it's then either I was going to that washing or that washing was coming to me. A white looking. Come to find out it wasn't a washing in the room, it was a white misty cloud out there in the corner. And here it was coming to me. I remember when I testify this before you people, I'm going to have to answer to that word to the testament someday. Now I know there's streets of fanaticism. God bless your heart, brother, I'm finding plenty of them. That's right. A pure fanaticism. And someone that works with the devil to hinder everything he can against God. That's right. And this come right up. Moved right up to me. And I went into the cloud or, or something. I don't know what's taking place. But when I was going to it, I found out that I was going to a little white house. That even a little long three-room house or two-room house. Kind of made in what we call the shotgun house, kind of a little straight house. Now I entered the front door, and when I did, I looked to, to my left, it was, and there stood a red beautiful chair. There was an old mother sitting in there, a crying. Over to my right was the beautiful itself, and a young man was sitting there with blonde wavy hair. There was a black woman leaning against the door that went out into the kitchen or the other room of crying, and looked over here at the bed. A little iron poster bed, and one of the hideous sights I ever seen in my life. A little boy was laying there with a blue corduroy overalls on, and one of his little legs had been twisted just like that, so it was wound against his little head. And the left one was twisted like that, and each arm was twisted by the person against his side. And something had been laying on his little chest here, and his little body was twisted up like that. Oh, it was a, and his father, a tall, dark-looking man, was standing crying over the baby. Well, I said, isn't that strange? I was the mother's just, just as strange as not you're not dreaming. It's not you're having a nightmare. It's just as much reality as I know I'm standing here in Arizona in this auditorium. More so. And uh, I thought, well, now, that is strange. And I started turning always to the my right. And when I turned towards the right, standing there stood the angel of the Lord. But it's that man comes to me. Who he is, and I remember, you get this. And my brother ran to leave. Well, I don't know what he's named. He's never told me. He's a large man. He's way over 200 pounds, I guess. He's human weight. He wears a white robe. He's got dark hair. And he stands just like this. And he's standing to my life. And he said, can that baby live? And I said, I, I, sir, I know not. He said, you pray for it. The father brought it to me. And I laid my hands up on it like this and prayed for it. It dropped out of his father's arms. And it hit on one of those little crooked legs. And when it hit on that little leg, it just went to unwind. First leg unwound. It made another step, and another leg unwound, the left leg. And it got into the corner, and it made its next step, and his little body unwound. It come walking back to me and put his little hands up at mine. said, Brother Branham, I'm perfectly whole. And I said, Well, praise the Lord. And I know the angel walked to my right again. And he picked me up. And I sat down on a little old country road. And standing there, he said, he showed me a graveyard. He said, take the numbers off of this. And I did. He set me down there, and I was at a little place where there was just a little gagging station in the store, the yellow front store. And there was an old man walked out with a pair of blue corduroy overalls, or blue overalls with a yellow corduroy cap and white mustache. He said, he'll show you the way. Then he'd take me into a house this way. Turning to from the north, coming south, and when I walked in there, there was a I walked in there's an old stove sitting there, 
I guess it's awfully hard on you being back right now. He said, yes, Brother Bram, but I'm ashamed of myself. I was ashamed to come at you. He said, the baby's been sick for about two weeks. He said, I, I was ashamed to come at you. He said, and Dr. Bruner said it was going to die. He said, he left us about two o'clock. He's been about four, four thirty. He said, he said it was going to die. So there wasn't nothing to do but come and take the last thing I knew to. I said, Mr. Ramos, you said you lived in Bogusia? He said, yes, sir. And I said, uh, uh, you live in a little white house, don't you? He said, yes, sir. And I said, the front door faces the sound of it? He said, yes, sir. I said, you have the red billboard in that house, don't you? He said, yes, sir. And I said, you have red baked boards around the side, like his tongue made out of tongue and grease? I said, yes. And I said, your baby's about, I'd say about three years old, and it's wearing a little corduroy. He said, was you ever up there? And I said, yes. Uh, not in, in the way that you would think I was. He said, well, Brother Brandon, I said, and uh, the baby's barely breathing, is He said, it is. Well, I said, but thus saith the law, your baby is going to live. He said, Brother Brandon? And I said, well, he said, how? Well, you never was in my house. I said, I was there just a few moments ago. He said, well, I never seen you, Brother Brandon. I said, no, I was, it was a vision of Brother Brandon. He said, I said, but don't worry, your baby will live. He just pulled up the brakes on this old Model T Ford he had, threw his arms around, one around the Brother Grimm and one around myself, and I never heard of a man cry and repent for my life. He said, God, I'm ashamed of myself. He said, I'll never, never go back on you again if you just forgive me. And there he gave his heart back to Christ there. Uh, uh, and we were there about 15 minutes, and he was crying, and he felt that God would forgive him, and went up, walked into the house, and as soon as I walked in, I see the mother, I hear the word, you can always speak out of turn. Then I brought this case where I almost missed and caused something to happen. You have to watch what you do. And uh, uh, I walked into the room, and there lay the little baby laying there. There was a baseball, there was a beautiful chair, a beautiful. And the man that was with me was Brother Grace Miller. He no hurry. The one in a hurry. Not God. Now I said, bring the baby now if you got faith. And the mother, the baby just barely did. He, the only way he could tell was hold a little piece of fine paper to his nose to see if there's breath coming and going from his nose. That's how bad it was. Well, I've seen that twisting of his body was a pneumonia. It was just dead, exactly all but up to here. That's what face it was breathing. That's what that sign was of the twisting. I said, bring it here. And he brought it over there. And my, when I prayed for it, if anything, it got worse. His little eyes set. His tongue came out. His little head went back. Well, I thought, wait, there's something wrong. I have never in my life seen that fail. Because that, that's just as true as the Bible. God has already spoken something. There's no way you can doubt that. You don't have to ask the person, if you've got faith, it's already pronounced for Almighty God. It's going to happen. And I thought there was something wrong, and I had to think, while there's one person more than the house, nothing was in order. This old mother, there was nobody there with them glasses on. Where was she at? And I thought, well, now that, and they took a little baby over there, and it was choking, and and mother ran over to it, and the father, and they began to work with it, and put this stuff over its nose and things, and they both got to scream and let the baby alone, and brother Grimm started working with it, so just like, hey, I just blew his against little body and things, shit like that, strong, already, lungs was congested, they had even swollen up his pushed his little ribs, like that, where the lungs were, so swollen, and the little things, and that's where it was laying. And uh, I thought, oh my, something, I know that mother wasn't there. Then I knew that I had, that I had missed, failed God. 
Well, they worked with that baby from then until it got daylight. Sun came up. I never spoke one more word. I couldn't speak a word. I couldn't tell him. But I've seen his beautiful and seen everything. So then it got time and Brother Snelling had to go to work. And so Mr. Emil was going to take him back home. He said, Brother Brandon, do you wish to go? And I said, no, sir, I'll just stay here. And I thought, oh God, I'll scream, forgive me, forgive me. That's when you remember two or three Sundays ago saying, no, it's okay, but I got nothing. That's the only thing. Also, I, I look at humanity, and I try to listen to what somebody says instead of waiting to see what God says. You pray for me. That's what I need your prayer. I'm just opening up my heart to you here today, because, sir, maybe the last time will ever meet mine. And then I turned around, and I, I didn't know how to do it. He said, to, well, you want to ride down with us, Brother Brandon? I said, no, I'll wait here. I knew that if God would hear my prayer and forgive me, there was a chance for the baby, but yet I'm, every, nothing was lined up right. And now that might not seem very much to you, but in the sight of God, it means everything. It's got to be right to the God. That's right. And I, I, he said, well, Brother Sonny said, well, I've got to go because I've got to go work and drive a tractor at Kobe down at the Palmyra company there. So he, uh, he uh, got on his coat, and I thought, oh my, if he I may have to sit here two or three days that he comes back because I knew he was the man that had the blonde curly hair was in the vision. Well, you don't know how I thought, friend. And you'll never know until we meet judgment. At the day when I'll have to answer for these words, I'm saying go through this microphone. And I, I sat down on the vehicle and the sun was coming up. It was awful cold this winter time. And I was sitting there and Brother Emil had on his coat, his big heavy cap, and, and Brother Snelling had on his coat, wrapped, and they were started to go out, and he told, he was talking to his wife, Brother Emil was, and I was sitting at the window looking like this, down, and I happened to notice coming up the sidewalk, a little old path, a little dirt path around the house, and here comes the grandmother of the baby. She had on glasses. Oh, my. You don't know how you feel, man. <laughs> I thought, oh, if they didn't believe him, I thought, oh, God, how I thank you. And the woman always come to the front door. That's where they visited, coming to the front door. But that morning, my car was there, just her son-in-law's car. She had left sometimes in the morning because the baby was so bad. And she had to go home get some sleep. And she'd come around to the back door. I couldn't say nothing. I just had to sit there and watch my wife. But she will never know how I felt when I watched and seen that woman come over. I recognized it to be her. I'd never seen her before in my life. But I recognize it to be her. See her pass by like that. Go by my house. Oh, God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And brother's telling him, they all ready to go. And she come to the kitchen door. And come to the middle door and knocked at the door. If she hadn't done that, the vision still would have been complete. Her daughter went to the door to open the door to see what was. And it was her mother. And she said, how is the baby any better? And Miss Emma said, no, mother, no. And she just threw her head up like at the crowd, like at you, put her head up against the wall. And that's just the way it was with me. Well, I was sitting on the billboard where Brother Snelling was supposed to be. I got up off the billboard, walked over like this, wondering what was going to take place. I thought, she's got to be sitting in this red chair. And I just stood there a little bit, and I, I wondered, and Brother Snelling, he started crying, too, because he seen her crying. He just took off his hat and sat on the billboard. I thought, oh my, <laughs> just one more thing to happen. I looked all around to see where everything was. And I looked over, and the lady, she was old girl, she was sitting on her little satchel she had, and she backed over here, sat down on a duo full, tuck off them glasses, and began to wipe them. Just exactly the way it was to be. Then, 
I could feel something standing near me. I knew he was there. And I said, Brother Emil, and he looked at me. I said, do you still have faith in me? He said, Brother Brenham, I love you with all my heart. I said, I'm telling you now, I'm sorry for what I've done in Hollywood. The vision wasn't complete. But now you've got to show that you still got faith in me. If you believe that the baby was just as blue as it could be. And I said, if you still have faith in me, bring me the baby. I'm sorry for what I did a while ago. Forgive your servant and heal this baby in the name of Jesus Christ. And when I said that, the little baby threw his arms around his daddy and he said, Daddy, Daddy. Oh, you talk about a screaming bunch in the house. And then, so they begin to run. I said, I put him back in the bed. It'll be three days before he's recovered because he made three steps to bring it out. I went back, reported to the church what had happened. And on the third day, I said, now, we won't hear no more about it. On the third day, go up there and see if he's going to come across the floor and put his little hands in mine and say, Brother Brandon, I'm perfectly whole. And so then you can about imagine how many went up to see it. The whole entire church. There was cars all up and down the road. And I told no one to go. I had to go first, you see, for them. So they see it was coming from God. And they gathered around. I went up the door, knocked the door. The mother was back in the little kitchen. She came running through the house, and, and she opened the door, and she did. She said, oh, it's Brother Branham. Come in, Brother Branham. said, look, he's the difference of him. He'd been drinking some chocolate milk. He had one little mustache, you know, chocolate milk on him. And he'd come walking across the floor. Everyone was standing there looking through the window and everything. He walked. I just stood on the floor, never said a word. He walked over and put his little hands up in my eyes and said, Brother Branham, I'm perfectly cold. I began to tell about the rest of it. Two weeks later, I started out of my office, and usually we have a little, little pigeonhole where we cover mail. But Herbert Scott, very fine man there, and he said, uh, he said, Brother Branham, he said, before you go down on my desk over here, I was on patrol, he said, on my desk is a letter laying for you. I said, I'll pick it up. And I started down the steps to go down into the main part of the office as our local office is around the top. I started down. And seemingly something moved me strangely about that letter. I walked over to the letter, to the place and picked up the letter. I looked on it and said, throw it over. I looked at it. And I said, well, I'm going to say. Looked on her and said, I'm Mrs. Carol May. She said, Reverend Brandon, I've got an afflicted girl that's 16 years old. And said she's been afflicted for some time. And arthritis has set into this affliction. And said she just cries day and night. And said I belong to the Methodist Church at at um, uh, just uh, I'll call the name of the place just in a minute. It's Los Salem, Indiana. Is anybody here from Rear Salem, Indiana? Uh, somebody back there. What part of Indiana are you from, sister? What part of Indiana? Salem. Salem, Indiana. You know Harold Nagel? That's fine. Now, this is the evidence now. Now, we got it up here. Fine. I want to see you when the service is over. That's, I'll tell you where South Boston. You know where South Boston is? That's all right. Now, we got the story lined up. <laughs> but anyway, the other day, I was. I like the people to be here. All right? Now, I, I brought this letter down and said, I live in Salem, Indiana, or at the South Boston, Indiana, and said, our pastor come down, and he... Um, he told us we had a prayer meeting, and somebody brought us a little book called Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And said, we were reading that little book about healing, and something moved on my heart to send for you to come pray for this little girl. And it had to be that when she gave what night it was, it was the same night 
come into the little place. Okay. Up at that's the place. There it is, right there. This is a wide place in the road, like, you know, a little country road there. I said, that's the place, right there. That's the yellow storefront. Watch. We moved up a little bit farther. Alvin's store stepped in there with a little overall along. The yellow corduroy right cap and white mustache. Miss Brace is toppled right over the car, fainted. <laughs> she didn't know. I said, there he is. That's the man. I said, now watch. He'll act real funny because it, the power of the Lord is so near to me. I drove up close and I said, sir, I said, you're to tell me where Harold Mayo is. And the old fellow's lips begin to quivering like that. He said, yes, sir. Then you go right up here at this road and you turn down. It's the third house on the right hand side where a big red barn steps up on the hill. And I said, uh-huh. He said, why? And I said, has he got a daughter that's pretty sick or something? He said, yes. I said, she's going to be healed. Great big tears in her own eye and all these poor old cheeks. And we turned around and Brother Brace was talking to Sister Brace and rubbing her face with his hand. We turned around, went back up, went down the road, turned in to where the place was. There was a kind of heavy set lady, Mrs. Nail, came walking out of the house. And she said, I know you're Brother Brandon by the look of your picture in the book. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, come in. We walked in. So they went walking up with me. We turned into this way. It wasn't when we walked oh, in the door. I said, watch now, watch in the room. As soon as we the door, there's a big old chunk stove sitting there. There's a sign up, God bless our home. There was a, the big poster bed. There lay the girl in there, kind of boyish look, rough looking. And her hand brought up with all her arthritis, and her foot like that. And over to the paper was yellow and with the red figures in it. Mrs. Brace taking another thing to spell. Down she went again when she'd seen it and to see what had happened. Now, and then it seemed like something strange happened. It seemed like that my spirit or my being or something moved out. And I remember walking over and laying my hands on the stomach of that young girl. And I said, Thus says the Lord, sister, you're going to get well. And I began to pray. And when I began to pray, I heard something say, a little voice say, Pray the Lord. And that was her. She'd be crying day and night for that fiction. And when I noticed her hand was back normal, her foot was straight, and when she raised up her pajama leg, raised up high enough here to show her round knee, and when Mrs. Brady seen that, down she went again. So she toppled over the floor and he said, Mother, mother. The girl walked out of the room, comes back in, dressed, combing her hair with that crippled hand and her crippled foot, and she lives in Salem, Indiana today. You happen to know her sister? Uh, what, what's her name? Laura. From Salem, Indiana. Do you know Mrs. Nagel? Do you know the girl in the case? There's a witness. Now let's say praise the Lord, everybody. What you doing way out in this country? It's a fine place, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. That's mighty fine. From Salem, Indiana, that's about, just about 30 miles, 33 miles from my home, I guess. From Salem, Indiana. Now, you see, now that's just one of the cases of God making his way to perform these things. wonder if i got time to tell you one that's on my mind. I can take me just a few minutes more if we can do it. If we say amen if you want to hear it. Does it bore you to talk of them? You want to hear say amen? That was in Little Rock, Arkansas. How many know G.H. Brown in Little Rock, Arkansas? The pastor G.H. Brown. Somebody back there in here? All right. You know anything? Now, you write to me for this testimony. And now this man, if you want to write for this testimony, 
see the lady back there at first that he's going to do, and then right to Mrs. Harold Mayo at the South Boston, Indiana, or right the other is Mr. John Immel, Utica, Indiana, RFDQ. And uh, if you want to write to this man, this that's where he's going to tell you now. It's Reverend G.H. Brown, 505 Victor Street, Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'll try to make this as quick as possible. Have a word of prayer. I'm going to start to cry. And how many here today to be prayed for? Let's see. Caroline Fulton. I always call it a mystic to have something like that. It's a whole lot to do with the person's faith. But when he sends me to any place, friend, I, I don't care if the person been in his grave dead for 50 years and come up again. Oh, God's already talking. It's got to be. And uh, now that's just as true, friends, as I stand here. The Bible said the mouth of two or three witnesses that ever were being established. Is that right? Now you ask. Now that's the way the gift is supposed to be working. See? Now, I want you to notice this. It wasn't my sincere prayer that brought this gift. Gifts are not brought by sincere prayer. Gifts are foreordained of God. They are ordained and sent. Here at the Municipal Bridge, Sister, no doubt you know where the Municipal Bridge is, don't you? It's crossing Jeffersonville to Louisville. Twenty-two years when I was a little boy, just a little bitty lad, about five years old or six years old, when the angel of the Lord appeared in the bush, you heard me tell that happy one was packing water. Well, about two weeks after that, I was playing marbles with my little brother. And I thought I got sick. Some real funny feeling came on me. I went to sit down by the side of a tree. And I looked down at the river, and there went a bridge, a big, great big bridge going across the river. And I counted 16 men that fell off of that bridge and drowned. And I went and told Mother. And I told her I'd seen it. And they thought I was crazy or something. They thought I was just a little nervous, hysterical child. And 22 years from that time on the same ground went the municipal bridge across and 16 men lost their lives on it. See? wasn't nothing. If God said it, your prayer is brought, see? And there may be the man sitting in this building right now, that divine prophet that's coming. He may raise, he may claim things. There's lots of fanaticism used to follow these things. Beware of it. I'm warning you before it's done. But God will testify of his gift. Is that right? He'll testify of it. Now, notice, you get real close to this. That, you heard me tell you of the healing of that woman, that maniac the other day, was on her back there at Little Rock, Arkansas. You remember uh, telling me about that. I just had a phone call, Brother Brown to come to get me, and I had a phone call from Memphis, Tennessee. Is anybody here from Memphis, Tennessee, around in Tennessee? There's plenty. I see some Tennessee cars out there, so I thought, all right, this is the Memphis, and it's your postmaster is the one that it happened to. And anybody, what's the name of that Arkansas place, Brothers, Kitchen, where that's taking place? That's the, that's the Paul Martin's daughter. Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. Anybody here from around Walnut Ridge? How many know Paul Morgan in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas? Raise your hands. All right, you'll know the case. That's fine. Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. Well, I was at Carning, Arkansas, in the meeting when the Walnut Ridge case came up. They were just laying on the... You know how they are in Arkansas. The weather don't stop them there. They just bring them on. And they're laying out there around on the streets, around the church, around the parsonage, and I'll just go day and night, and that's what's the matter with me now, you see. I'm just broke down, and in the beginning, I just, 
They didn't have this certain cold in town, but I just found church and just kept me going all night. And so there was a phone kept ringing, ringing. And uh, you know Miss Ellie Riggs there at Little Rock, or, or uh, not Little Rock, but Carney? Well, she was one of the answering the phone. She said, uh, well, we can't get him up, sir. Said he just, we just got him in the bed. And the man kept on so, so persistent. So I, I said, let me talk to him. He said, that's Paul Morgan. What was he, brother? What is he there in Arkansas? Tax collector of that uh, county. And so I don't think he was that then, was he? Clerk, the city clerk, or the county clerk. And um, so I went, uh, went to the phone. He said, I'm the county clerk down here at Walnut Ridge, which is about 70 miles below where I was at. And said, Sir, I've heard of the great works of God. Said, I desire you to come perform a miracle on my daughter. I said, Mr. Morgan? I said, uh, I can't perform no miracle. I said, God is the healer. He said, Well, I've heard, said, Look, sir. Said, my, my little girl is dying. And said, she, She's in a very serious condition. And we don't expect her to live just a, just a two or three more hours. And said, I love my little girl. Said, She's my only child. And she's about 12 years old. And said, I would, I, I would desire you to come. I said, Mr. Morgan, I'd be glad to come. But looking here, sir, I said, here's people standing here on the porch with little babies and they're soaking wet. Been standing here all night in the rain. I said, they couldn't even get around the place. And he, he said, I know that, sir. said, and I appreciate it. said, you're a father too, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. said, just think, those mothers, their babies are not dying. So they may have different things. But said, my baby has got pneumonia and the best specialist I can get because she ain't going to live about three more hours. I said, well, sir, I couldn't even get there in three hours. He said, but uh, Brother Branham said, don't think I'm trying to use my authority now for pressure. And Mr. Morgan is a fine man. He followed his long time that Brother Kids are not long in the meeting. He said, if you just come, said, I'll just, you know what, said, their, their babies that they've been standing all night, said, maybe they, they, they can wait a little while, but my baby can't. He said, and I just lost a little girl here about 12 years ago. My first little girl died in a long time before he was seen. And I know how he felt a poor little thing dying. I said, well, Brother Brandon, you can't go down there, honey. He said, my, I said, well, you, you're just about dead. I said, well, let me lay in the back here, come a little bit in the car. And drove down that highway at the speed of 70 miles an hour around to Arkansas. And on the road down, I was praying. And the angel of the Lord sat in the car with me. Or just a little seat. He said, Say this to him. Thus saith the Lord, Waters are running clear ahead. That was my word, it. When he left, I, I was just as wide awake as I am now. And I was just a, shouting and praising the Lord. And Brother Johnson said, what's the matter? I said, the angel of the Lord was sitting here, Brother Johnson. He said, oh, Brother Branham, you know Brother Johnson, he's a very fine man. He pulled up his brakes. He started crying. I said, just go ahead now. Go ahead. Go right straight. And when we got there, well, the Arkansas people love one another, and they love Paul Morgan. And all around that clinic there, there was just people gathered everywhere waiting for the last words. Been sitting up there all night, waiting for the last words for the little girl who was loved among everyone. But you don't know how to how felt. Got out of there, started pushing up through the crowd, and here was a, a, one of the doctors standing there, and they was uh, at the door. They wouldn't let no more in. They just walked to get to the steps. They was waiting. Everybody loved him. He said, are you the Reverend Brandon? I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, uh, Mr. Marty's waiting for you. He said, shall I show you to the room? I said, yes, sir. I said, the child still lives. He said, it does. And I said, uh, and then on the floor, he met the intern. He said, uh, 
Uh, this is uh, Reverend Grant, uh, Mr. Morgan's waiting for. So when the intern went back with him, he said, will you be left alone, Brother Branham? I said, I would rather. I'd like to see the father and mother first. Somehow they got two nurses in the room, and they're giving the oxygen. They could not put it in a tent. They had to put it over a rubber mask. Now, he's a doctor here. I've never seen it before. They put it on there and forced the oxygen into the baby. And it would take a couple of breaths go, and that way. And it's up there on the gimbal. There you go. And go down again, then. The nurse is taking push it on. Take it like that. That's the way you keep it alive. When I started to knock at the door, oh my. I just felt something standing here. Brother Johnson was there. I said, Don't come in, Brother Johnson. Let me go along. I got the door. One of the nurses opened the door. She said, What do you want? I said, I'm Brother Brandon, and I want to see step in. I walked in. Mr. Morgan said, Are you Brother Brandon? I said, Yes. He just come put his arm around me. He was a great big fine fellow. He said, Brother Brandon. He said, I've tried to live right. I've tried to do what's right. I don't know why God's taking my baby. I said, Don't be excited anymore. But I am. I walked over to the nurse, and she said, uh, we'll have to keep this oxygen going. I said, that's all right. I want you to. The little girl was laying, kind of stooped over like this. I laid my hand down on her, and I said, now, Father, the Father, I said, you and Mother come to the Spirit of God, testify for every evil about it. We will. I said, don't fear. I have a word for you, because from the Lord, I have to pray for your baby. Putting my hands on the baby, I called over it the name of Jesus Christ. And whenever it is, it didn't have to cut the oxygen on the old man. I turned around and I said, Thus saith the Lord, Mr. Morgan. I said, Many specialists is now your baby dying. But thus saith the Lord, Your baby shall live. I said, It'll recover. And here's your word. Remember this the days of your life. The waters are running clear ahead. You'll have a testimony right there, Jesus. And signed by notary. And so it walked out of the building. Now on the third day, the child returned to school. He <laughs> was healed well, see? Now, then at Little Rock, they definitely come to, what was that man's name? Postmaster there. <clears throat> Everywhere did you permit us know who I'm speaking of, I guess. He's, he's a tall fella. But anyhow, when I get through the description here, you know, and the man was with him, his name Kenny, I remember that. Mr. Kenny. And they sent for him over there to pray for this man. Said he was dying. Well, I got ready to go. First plane flight. Instead of going over, I was getting ready and I was putting on this suit of clothes. And I heard something like a wind blowing in the room. They're getting going. I thought, my, the wind's awful high today. I slept on the shirt, you know, coat and I was staying, and Brother Brown was going to fix me to go there, so the man was dying. And that man that went over to Dr. General Patton, do you all remember him? They brought him in there by plane to this man. Everything said he's dying in the morning case, too. Said he's dying, the man can't get well. Had asthma, had medical money. And so I started to put on my coat, and I think Brother Brown would be there most any time, and they couldn't get a, and Mr. Kenny had come by a fast car. He was sometimes a feast of the law there, you know, and he had a, had a red light and siren in his car, and he'd come over and left early so he could get me, so the plane didn't miss. And I looked over there, and there's a whirl light going around in the room, and I knelt down to pray, and when I did, the angel of the Lord spoke and said, do not go over there, his time has come. All right, I got up and 
back off my phone. A few moments, they come up to the door. And his brother, Kenny Ryan, said, you Brother Brown? I said, yes, and Brother Brown was with him. Now, you all know Brother Brown, or any of you wish to write to this testimony. He put his arm around me and said, oh, I've had faith in the said, he's a personal friend of Paul Marvin. And he moved his daughter and said, of course, he's unconscious now. He said, he's a bosom friend of mine. And said, you know, I said, but sir, you'll probably find your buddy gone when you return back for us. Thus saith the Lord, the man is going to die. Well, you just got, well, you just got, well, the Holy Spirit warned me not to go. He spoke to me here in the room a few moments ago. He said, but Brother Branham said, they just, his wife said, uh, they're just, they're coming in out of the, of the big church, you know, into their church. and said, if you just, if you said, this means so much to her. I said, but I can't help it, sir. I cannot go against the will of God. I can't go. He said, you mean my buddy's going to die? I said, he'll probably be dead when he returns. I said, however, what time will you get back? He said, I'll get back by 8 o'clock tonight. I said, call me in the morning. I'll be praying. I said, I'm interested in it. And let me know when he passes away. I said, you call me in the morning. Let me know his condition. Is this when he passed away? Is he just passed away when you got there? And never mind, call me night because I'll be in service. And don't call me because I don't know may not be in from service until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, he, was, he started out crying. He said, my poor buddy, my poor buddy, like that, going back crying. Um, I went on the service that night, and that was the very nice thing he had for me. Went back and got to bed, and the next morning, I went in about 2 o'clock, and the next morning I, I woke up in the room. Now, I want you to listen to this real close now, so that you can get the story from Brother Brown. When I woke up in the room, I just, like that, I thought, my, it's daylight. And I looked sitting there beside my bed, and there said a lady. Well, my room was locked. The door was locked. She had on a brown suit, light brown suit. She had kind of mingled gray hair. On a white waist, what they, what they call the women. I think it's called coat suit, isn't it? When it's got the dress and the coat up here, the same color, you know, the same thing. So she was sitting there, and she was she was just looking so sad, sideways. And I said, I raised up, I thought, well, here, how'd that woman get in here? The door's locked, and here's the key laying here. And that woman's sitting there. And I said, started to raise up and say, Madam. And when I did, I looked back over here, and there's that man. And he was a tall man, wore a light suit, gray hair, and had a red tie on. He was just looking so sad like that. And she looked around to him, and he kind of smiled, and they kind of looked over at each other. And I thought, well, what is this? And I raised up, right, this is natural, friends, God is my judge. as if I'm sitting right here looking at you like that. And I said, well, what is this? And I looked up, and I was standing on a platform somewhere in a church. Well, I, I, I bit my fingers to see if I was just sleeping and what was wrong with me. I see it was it not, it was a vision. And I looked at it and just then it went, just like fading out. I see them laughing at each other and it was down their head towards me like that and smiling to one another and down their head like that and just faded out of the room like that. So I got up and I prayed and I said, God, I don't know. What does that mean? There'll probably be somebody come in today with that description. Sometimes I see people coming into the meeting like that. I said, now, and when I see them, you hear me, you heard me many times before and say, Thus saith the Lord, stand up. See, because oh, God's already spoke that. That has to happen. And I thought, well, somebody being like that. And um, so um, I, I thought, well, I'll read my Bible, this very Bible. I said, Lord, where would you have me to read your Bible this morning? I just love to read the Word of the Lord. I just took my hand like this, laid on the Bible, and opened up. And it opened up there to where Isaiah was sent to Hezekiah to pronounce to him that his time had come. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord heard his voice and come back and spoke to Isaiah and said, Go tell him I spared him 15 years. You remember that? Well, I said, Isn't that a strange thing? 
Uh-huh. After that, the scripture seems, I don't forgot about that case over there. I said, that's strange, isn't it? About that time the phone rang, I said, well, that's Brother Brown coming up. He had to come get me and take me down. You know, I'm there, two or three with him. I thought, hey, I see him coming get me for breakfast. I talked down the receiver. I said, hello. He said, hello, Brother Brown. I said, yeah. I said, how are you, Brother Brown? He said, this is not Brother Brown. This is Brother Kenny. Amen. I said, oh, I thought nobody knew what room I was in. You don't know where I was staying, you see. But, but Brother Brown, I knew Brother Kenny knew then. I said, yes. I said, well, what kind of news you got? And just then it dawned on my mind what the vision was. And he said, that, well, Brother Brandon, we've set up all night before he's leaving. said, they're here now. I said, they're just looking for the last minute any time. I said, Brother Brandon, I reckon I could get my wife to come over by your next meeting when you go to Jonesboro the first years and bring her over for her in the meeting. I said, maybe you could, sir. I said, you say she? He said, yes. And he I said, is his wife there? He said, yes. I said, does his wife ever wear a brown suit like and got a white waist on? She's kind of a gray-haired woman. He said, sure. I said, does he ever wear a light-colored suit? Has he got gray hair? He wears a red tie? So that's the way he dresses all the time. Why? You know him? I said, yes, sir. Tell the wife to come to the phone. He said, well, um, Brother Graham, I said, they're looking for him to go to any minute. I said, well, tell him to come to the phone. But said, well, said, I already told her that you said he was going to die. I said, but I want her to come to the phone. She comes to the phone. And I said, hello. And I asked her, said, yes. And I said, well, this is Brother Graham. He said, yes. But I heard Brother Brandon. I said, but look, sister, are you ready now? She said, what do you mean? I said, thus saith the Lord, your husband shall live. I said, do you, do you believe that? And I didn't hear no answer. I said, do you believe that? I couldn't hear no answer. I thought, I heard somebody carrying on out there. And she fainted. And, and she fell down on the floor. So then the brother, Brother Kenny, speak up. said, what's the matter, Brother Graham? The woman fainted. I said, I told her, don't say it's the Lord or else he's going to live. He said, what? I said, yes, he's going to live. I said, I described him. I seen him in the meeting a few moments ago. She is going to live, or he's going to live. He said, oh, can I come after you? I said, just meet the next plane. I'll be there. I'll be there. One of them hospice called the doctors roll there. I walked in here. Come these sister down the hall steps. You know the idea? Boy, you little preacher around here. My brother dying in there. I think it's a disgrace. Oh, my. They couldn't. Nothing could stop it. The devil couldn't send it up to the inside of hell to stop that. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's absolutely there. That's all. That's done. Said, thus saith the Lord. It's there. Oh, you know how I felt walking there. Walk down the hall. Here come a nurse out from in there, you know. And I said, is there anyone in there, lady? And she said, yes, there's two doctors in there. I said, tell them to get out. Oh, my. Oh, you know how I felt. In the room, there's just them two. Walk down there. Friends, you, I know you think, some of you are judging me fanatics, but God is my judge. You are standing for Walk into the room like that, and then doctors went out that very sarcastic looking on. Walk in, and poor old sister, she was just about to faint. I said, Now don't worry. I didn't have an overcoat, and I borrowed Brother Brown, and I had this, this uh, Bible sticking down in the pocket, and the overcoat was too big for me. I just carried it, and they keep it looking so bad in cold weather. And so I laid the overcoat down in the chair, and I told her, Now you go get the Bible and turn to a certain scripture, for I was seen there in the Isaiah. And he, she began to read it, and I, I, I looked at it, and that muddy looking color in his eyes, you know, where his eyes like, you know, like water coming out. 
his mouth like that, his beard is about like that. He's laying under that oxygen tent like that, you know. And I touched, reached over it to the oxygen tent and got a hold of his hand. There's the vibration he is. I shook him a little bit. I said, you hear me, sir? She said, he's been unconscious for about two days. And I said, you don't, you, don't, you don't doubt a word I say to you. She said, no, sir, I do not doubt a thing. She said, I I touched all these hands. I said, dear God, you who spoke to me this morning in the beginning, I know these people are going to be the only people that I can tell them first. But I'm saying on that platform, this is a man and woman. I said, now let me eat for God I felt the vibration leave. I just kept on praying. I felt he gripped my hand. I know he's lying in there. I felt he gripped my hand. I just looked at him a bit. Folks, I looked up and I didn't see wet his lips. She was still down to the bed just crying. And I just waited just a little bit. Folks, I didn't see him before right there. I said, you know me? And she raised up like this. Look, she seen him raise up on his head, like on his hand, like this, looking at me. They know me? said, yes, it's Brother Bram. My, she just goes in the house bitterly. She said, Dad, 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 like that. Grabbing him around like that, just hugging him and everything. I just stepped right out of the room like that while he was going on. Right on down the steps, went right back to the plane. When I saw I got to the plane, and I simply said, God had enough people out there. I don't know where they were going through the line. This little girl, polio, had a player of Packers in Siena. And when I stopped on the plane here, trip next to this, I was sitting in the restaurant there, and the girl came up, sat down to the side of me, and said, Do you remember me, Brother Brandon? I thought, I just about fainted on the ground just a few moments. And I said, No, ma'am, no, she said, You prayed me out of the polio case and sent them over there. And there's a man on the third, the second day from then, the man was up out of the bed, shaved, eating ham and eggs for breakfast, and went home and went back to his work. He's living there now. Why? It's thus saith the law. See what I mean? Now, Phoenix people. Here's what it is. That is the way that God intends this gift to work perfectly. Do you understand now, all of you? If you do, say amen. Now, remember, right for that name, to get that testimony, Reverend G.H. Brown, 505 Victor Street, Little Rock, Arkansas. And the other is Harold Nagel at uh, South Boston, Indiana, and John Immel, Utica, Indiana, RFD2. Now, for those testimonies, case after case. Now, when the angel of the Lord speaks like that, there is not nothing can stand before it. If absolute, then, well, my faith, well, I know it's going to happen. There's no need to say anything more about it. It's got to happen. If that person had been dead and in the grave for 20 years, if they go there and speak, I believe that all heaven would shake out its orbit before that prayer would be given answered. God will do it. Now that's what it's really, thus saith the Lord. Now when we come to these meetings, I detect vibration. Sometimes I can ask the vibration, and God will honor my prayer. He'll send it away, that's true. But if there's anything between you and God and you don't make it right, if it's your faith is weak and you're just waiting for a slow line for that to be cast away, if your faith ain't just right, it'll return right back to you. Just move out of your faith. For I've prayed for him, I've kept this back from you, but I've prayed for him coming through the line and set him down there somewhere else and walk back in 15 minutes time to check him and be back on him again. See? Your faith is the only thing that can do you any good. Your belief, your faith in God. You see what I mean? Without faith, it's impossible. Is that true? Now, you believe it with all your heart when you come through, that you're going to be well, and you'll get well. If you don't believe it, it won't get well. No matter what happens, you won't be healed unless you believe it with all your heart. Now, look. 
many of you people agree that I got on a white shirt? How many of you out there now say I got on a white shirt? How do you know I got on a white shirt? You see it. That's the only way you know it. Are you positive twice? Well, look. Sight is a sense of the body. Is that true? Sight is one of the senses. How many senses are there of the body? See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. How many senses are there of the spirit? Two. Faith and doubt. Are you two people in one? Your soul, your soul, that's the nature of the spirit. But now your body and spirit, is that right? You are a body, flesh, and you're inside man's spirit. Is that true? Or the, the inside man leaves, the outside man is dead. Is that right? I think I've got that deep in the structure. All right. How about you? I believe there's a man standing before me now, and he's got on a dark coat. How many think I'm right? Declares to you that this gift comes from God and you're going to be healed. 
as much as your sight declares you got the white church, you're sure to get it when you pass by. See what I mean? Now, if you can trust the human part, why not trust the superhuman part? If you can trust the body, why not trust the spirit? For the spirit is superior over the body. Amen. There it is. See what I mean? It's faith. The substance of things hoped for. Look, it isn't it is just I believe it, I think it. You know it. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things you don't see, taste, feel, smell, or hear. If you believe it, it's there anyhow. Some people go in and say, well, I don't feel any better. I prayed for last week. <laughs> Probably never feel any better. That's right. You've got to believe it. Not if Jesus ever said, did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? You believe it. He has faith. You know it. Then when this revelation of the angel comes, there is enough devils out of hell could stop it from being so. Now don't you go around and say, well, I've been feeling bad for two or three weeks. Now I'm afraid for it. Don't feel any better. Don't pay any attention to that. If you believe this truly is the gift of God, rise up and don't care how you feel. Go about rejoicing. Praising God. Gone. That's all. You know what? When I was here with stomach trouble, why well, I remember holding my stomach all along there and when I was prayed for, I didn't have nobody the gift of healing to pray for me. The elder anointed me with oil. He told me I read the Bible. I seen God's word was right. And I know he had a right, though he was a Baptist preacher. He come along and mom and said, the Bible said so. He poured some oil on my head. So now you believe you'll get well? I said, oh God, I'm asking all my heart. Let me get well. I went right down home to start into my eating. I've been drinking barley water and prune juice for about three, four months. The doctor said one mouthful of solid food would kill you right now. You know what I did? I went right down home and we had cornbread, beans, and onions for dinner. I don't know where you eat it like that or not. Boy, it's good. I can stand some right now. And mom baked, my mother baked it in a big old cone. And like that, I always get the corner where it's nice and greasy, you know, and brittle. So we're still enough Baptists around home to break bread. You know, we don't cut it. Jesus broke bread and blessed it, so we break it down. That's just reach over to break you off a piece. So I, mother said, we never had had a prayer in home. And dad, dad was Catholic. So I, I said, now I'm going to try to ask the blessing. And I never will forget poor old dad how he cried. And mother said, I don't mind you having religion, honey, but she, the doctor said it would kill you. I said, but God said I would live. If I die, and if I die, I'm coming up to your house. When I meet you at the door, I died trusting your word. I said, I've tried doctors long enough, and they can't do me no good. And I took that big mouth full of beans and a very big chomp of that cornbread, and I started on it. And I chewed it. tastes pretty good. It looks funny, but hadn't eaten about over a year of anything solid. And when I swallowed the first mouthful, here it come right back up again. When I did, I helped the handle the mouth. Keep them coming up. Got me another spoonful. So I eat the whole entire plate full of them. When I got up to the table, I just had to hold my hand just as sour as acid as it could be. Mother called the doctor, said he'll die. That's all there is to it. One mouthful of killing, so that's all there is. Here I was going across the floor, you know. She said, Are you how are you feeling? I said, Wonderful. She said, you're about to die. I said, no, ma'am. This is all right. It's good. Hot water in my mouth. When I crossed and I seen it's all gone, I got room. I started crossing. I said, I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe that Jesus heals me now. I'll take you at your word. I'll take you at your word. Like I on down, leaving it with all my... I just got so weak, I just almost fell across the bed like, oh, mercy. 
mercy. And a guy up the next day, I walked down the street, you know, my, I didn't care. Mother come in, she watched me all night long, thought, sure, I'd die, you know. Next morning, all them beans was laying right there at the same place. So what do you want to I want some more beans and cornbread. Yep. Oh, that one will cheat me out of it. No, no. God said so, and every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Is that right? Trusting in His Word divine, forever promise in the book is mine. That's right. He, he, I believe He said, whosoever will, and He said, William Brandon. There might be a hundred William Brandon, but whosoever will, I know, means it's mine. That's right. I just said, I believe you, yes, sir. And I started on, went out on the street and said, how you feeling, Brother Brandon? I said, wonderful. I go down the street and go, full of beans, falling back. No, no, I will not spit him out. No, sir. Falling back. Lord bless them. They were mine. Kept on and go down and say, hello, Brother Brandon. I said, hello, how you feeling? Wonderful. Somebody told me not long ago, said, Brother Brandon, he was lying. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. They was asking me how my body was feeling. I was answering how my faith was. It was wonderful. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. My, my faith was feeling wonderful because I took God at His word. I didn't care how I felt. I'd still been belted up. I'd still damn healed. Amen. That's right. Sure, because God's word is right. You believe it? Let's sing it then. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I am trusting in His heart divine. Every promise in the book is mine. All you sick people out there will be prayed for. Sing
it, I still say I believe that every promise is true. It's right. Do you believe it? All right. Let's bow our heads. I'll just come this card that, if you will, brother. Let's bow our heads now while they're getting ready for the prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today for every promise in the book. We thank Thee because Thou hast brought down the Holy Spirit for the, the people that owns it and the lodge. And we pray, God, that You'll have them, everyone, be saved and in Thy kingdom at that day for they've been kind to spread, spread forth their doors to let us come in. Bless everyone. Bless the doctors of the city. Bless all the nurses, the institutions. God, let the people know that I'm here trying to help force suffering humanity. I'm not here for any other cause but to try to help these hollow-eyed, sick, dying people. And oh, God, how could anyone say anything evil against something of that type? I'm trying to introduce to them a lovely Christ who heals all sickness and diseases. Bless your ministers, Lord. May they be anointed firebrands. And may there be an old-fashioned revival break out now down here in Phoenix and go from church to church, from place to place, until this is one place that all the nations will say, Come to Phoenix, Arizona, for the Holy Spirit is being poured out again down there, and great signs and wonders are being done among the people. Oh, God, thou knowest how I love this little city, and I pray that you will keep it, Lord. Do grant it, Lord, and send an old-fashioned revival. Heal everyone, Father, and may your angel who I've tried to make it plain to the people that I can only speak as he speaks. My prayer is only that for the people's faith. But, oh, God, may they have faith to believe this afternoon as they file through this line, this several hundred people, and as they pass, may they be healed. And we'll give all praise and glory to thee, for we ask it in his name and for his glory. Amen. Now... Or a little farewell song while they're finishing the prayer line. Give us a card there, brother, of He Careth for Thee. Will you? He Careth for You, you know. This is what I want to sing to you, and you sing back to me now. Everybody, how many know He Careth for You? Let's see. Your hands.
Lest you and I sing it to the sick people, it's going to be in the prayer line. He, point your finger to him. He
will be when everybody's prayed for. That's right. So now, I want to do that. And I thank you all for your kindness, because probably when I get under the naughty now, I won't want to come out from under to see. And I thank every one of you for your kindness. Do you still love me as your brother? Well, I still love you. I've heard the confidence in you. And I trust that you have me. May God watch over us and watch between us until we see each other again. And if it's at the judgment, I pray that we'll all sit down to the tree of life and I'll have a thousand years of peace to talk with you all. That's right. So God bless you now. And uh, if you have to go home, when you get up, go reverently. But if it's casting out an evil power, sometimes I feel the person, when they come to me, I feel that pressure of faith come against me. Maybe they're blind or deaf or dumb. When I feel that pressure come against me, that I know that it's faith, I usually stop like that. Because then people have faith for it to be done, no matter what's wrong with them. But if I don't feel that faith, I just ask the prayer of faith and let it go by. See what I mean? You all understand, don't you? All right, everyone bow your head and be in prayer. Dear God, our sister is now passing by. Let her go not according to her feelings, but her faith. May she go and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you, little lady. Now, I wish all the ministers here that can cooperate would get right down along this line here and go to talk to these people and pray for them. All cooperating ministers that will get along that prayer line and be praying. God hears your prayers, brother. All of you all that minister. Jesus, have mercy upon our sister and heal her. Grant it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, may this be you. That's right, young lady. Go now, rejoice. God bless you, brother. You're in serious condition. You realize that, don't you? Oh, God, I'm thinking now that x-ray has just come in a while ago with that doctor's testimony. Over half of her lungs was gone in the x-ray, showing now right here in Phoenix. And now her next one shows negative. Oh, Christ, please have mercy on this man who's come all the way down from that lovely state of Ohio, my neighbor, to be prayed for here in Arizona. Thou demon, come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, dear brother, you're my neighbor out there. Don't doubt your vibration has stopped. Now, if you can believe it was all, you felt it. Fine. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. The man come from Ohio down here to be prayed for. Right next door to me there. All right, now, by your head. Oh, my. Why don't you have this kind of feeling all the time around Phoenix here? This is the kind of feeling you need for people to be healed. Now, bow your head, everybody now. Yes, sir. You know, sir, that your time is very near the end of life's journey if something isn't done. Where do you live, sir? Family. Or have faith now. Don't doubt. Just have faith. Remember what I told you? Just believe with all your heart. Heavenly Father, I pray for my brother now with cancer. His life is being eat up. This big thing is cancer is doing it. You're the only one who can take that optimus out of him. That demon stretching forth his powers and limbs in there to eat the very life out of this man. Father, he's our brother, and we come to you as your children. Thou demon, come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother, you can look at my hand yourself. It cleared or rejoices. I pray that you will help our sister here, who's suffering with this hideous power that's bothering her. 
Satan, come out of the woman in the name of the name of Jesus Christ, I answer. God, 
in Jesus Christ's name. Thou demon, come out of the woman in the name of Jesus Christ.
bless the mother, Father. Give her a long, happy, healthy life. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Oh, God, this poor little stiffened up boy here is just too much for condition. Looking up in his little blue eyes. Oh, God, you're the only one who can do this. Satan, come out of the boy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's got their head up. Keep your head down, friend. Just come right straight back. Brother Fuller, you see how I turn my hand there? Or balking around it to say You believe, honey? Everybody keep your head back. Father, have mercy upon the little boy and heal him of this muscular condition. You're the only one who can do it. Thou demon, come out of him. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ and his holy angel. Walk over towards me, honey. Raise your feet up and like this. I pray. There you are. Praise Raise your hands up now. Praise I put you there, but I did. That's fine. Now go right down to step this as hard as you can go. Raise your head, audience. You're out of stiffness. Praise Let's Walk down step. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. That's fine. Come back up the step now. Come back up short. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to let you go right down your face. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. All right, bow your head everywhere down the building because we've got several hundred to pray for. Now, bow your head and be real reverent. Father, you're the only one who can heal this brother of this ulcer. We know, Father, I was speaking a few moments ago of how my stomach was one big bloody raw ulcer almost to a cancer, but I took you at your word. May our brother do likewise and be healed in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you, brother. God bless my dear brother. I pray, Father, that you'll heal his body in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go rejoice in you. Dear Father, I pray that you'll heal our sister now. May she go from here rejoicing and be well. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You want to be well, sister? Go on your road rejoicing. Forget about it now. Go on and have faith now. Dear Father, I pray for the young lady that you will heal her. And may she go by, just as she would the brazen serpent or the troubled pool, or more than that, as she was passing by Calvary. Granted, Father, in Jesus Christ's name, I ask this. Amen. God bless you. The leaders will be well. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, God, this poor dead woman standing here with this crippled up body. Poor little drawed thing, seer, sitting out there this afternoon and felt she had faith. Therefore, Father, come to the rescue and may that demon that's bound her come forth. I adjure thee to leave her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. That got it. <laughs> you see that? Dude? You hear me? <laughs> All right, you raise your head down. I see your jump. You didn't know what happened, did you? <laughs> praise God. You hear me? Yes. <laughs> Come on, you're not getting arthritis before you. Yes. 
cold. Now she was watching me before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I stand there, I felt her face coming through there. I just both my hands in front of your ears and want to jerk my ears, my hands back like that, hearing the tour just like that, done in a moment. All right now, Mother. That's fine. All right, bow your head to everyone. Dear Father, I pray for our sister as thou will heal her body and make her well. Grant it, dear God, that this stroke will be healed up, her eyes will get well. Grant it, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. You believe it? You shall have it if you can. God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her of this colitis in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. God bless you, little lady. You believe now? All your heart. All right, you shall have it. Almighty God, this poor man standing here, even in this healthy climate, dying with two burglars, we know it takes your power, Father, and may he see that this simple little blessing, just simple child faith to pass by and be healed. I pray in Jesus' name for his healing. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Go rejoice. Don't pay attention to how you feel. Well, God have mercy on our sister and heal her of this nervous breakdown. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you going to get well, sister? You're not going to worry no more about it. Gone. That's right. Go away rejoicing. That's Father, I pray that you will heal our sister and will make her well. May she leave this pulpit just rejoicing with all her heart. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. You believe, sister? Darcy. Is that right? Fine name. All right, now go rejoicing, Darcy. You believe, sister, God will let it go away for you? Father, I pray for our sister with this choking spirit. May it leave her and bother her no more. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, little sister. Hey, open your eyes just a moment. This girl had a garter that disappeared from her throat right here. There was. Showing garter. Was that right, young lady? Look here. Swallow. Let's say praise the Lord. How old are you? You believe God will hear my prayer if I just ask him? Well, I believe you're already healed. I do it with all my heart. God bless this young lady. I believe, Father, with all my heart that her faith has unsaved her. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Young lady, you were healed when you walked to this life. Friends, I want you to open your eyes. I've, this is, you know, I've, I've said it was the poorest place for faith, but I've been in the greatest this afternoon. This girl was healed before I took over her hand. This, I felt something move, and the girl was healed. A strange feeling come to you, that You're healed, young lady. I'll hear you mark my word and see if that is right. Glory, Father, Lord. Look here, friend. It isn't my prayer that heals you. It's your faith in God that heals you. It's a simple part of just the past five minutes. And remember, I told you the angel of God had held my Bible in my hand. He told me that nothing would stand before the prayer if I'd be sincere and would get the people to believe me. That's all you have. You just believe and come on by and you will receive it. And if you believe it, act like it. Go about and rejoice and testify and tell people. Sure, faith is not what you feel. Faith is what you have. Is that right? What you believe. 
Now bow your head while we're just praying. The Lord's just doing fine. I trust the God that this will keep up. Father, I pray that you will heal our brother of this asthma in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you, Dad. You believe? Don't have it. You believe it, young lady? God bless this young lady in her tender heart. I pray that she'll go out now rejoicing for her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless our brother who's standing here crippled up with rheumatism. Thou demon, leave him in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, God. Just die just then. Well, you're not crippled with rheumatism. Walk down the steps. Walk on down the steps. Thank you. There he goes. Look at him. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Now you're here now, everyone. God, I pray that you will heal this boy for this impediment of speech. May it leave him right here at the pulpit. Now, I rebuke this impediment of speech in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Daddy. Mama, this is it. Amen. Daddy. Daddy. Mama. Mama. They praise the Lord, everybody. Father, have mercy upon sister and heal her of this high blood pressure, and she's run down, Father. I pray that you go home today and be well in Jesus Christ's name. Are you, sister? You now believe it? Lord God, I now believe you heal me with all my heart. I go rejoicing. Is that what you feel about it? Go right on your road rejoicing, man. God bless this man who is losing his sight. May instead of you, so not lose your eyes. Look around for the building. This usher standing here on the platform. Raise up your hand, sister. How many fingers have you got out? Three fingers? That's exactly right, brother. You're right. You want that to be? God rewards you your faith. All right. God, this poor mother standing here. She wants to be healed for your glory. May her great faith look up to thee now, lay aside everything, and believe you with all of her heart and be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. May God grant you your desire to be Father, I pray that you will bring her In the name of Jesus Christ, may she receive her hearing now. I check her second. God, I pray for our sister that you will heal her in the name of Jesus Christ. God heal this bronchitis disease in Jesus Christ. Heal my brother's stomach trouble in Jesus' name. Heal this little girl, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. Is he good, lady? What? Add no healing cross eyes. Cross eyes. Lady, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world and died for healing? All right. Die your head. You believe I'm able to do this? Toward people sometimes up in the other meetings don't get to come in. But you believe, you believe God bless you, sister. Your daughter shall be healed now. Heavenly Father, I'm thinking now of that blind colored girl in Jonesboro, Arkansas. How 
now that she grabbed my old ragged coat and said, don't pass me. <laughs> you know him, Father. Uh, Thou hast died for this colored race, this thing is all of us, and we're all one in Christ Jesus. Thou art no respecter of persons. And now they bring to me a little cross-eyed girl, as this affected head, thou art your Lord to make her well. Now you, who was bearing the cross through Jerusalem that morning, and when you fell, then Simon the Serene, that colored man, came and helped you bear the cross. God, I know you understand. And to prove to these people here in Phoenix, that thou art no respecter of persons. I therefore rebuke these crossed eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Now keep your head tied, everyone. Almighty and all infinite God, let it be known today that you are God and I be your servant. <laughs> That the people might know that thou art the only living God, and you have anointed me and set me forth, and I speak not of my own words, but them words in which you revealed to me. Therefore, angel of God, you told me to go, and if I be sincere, the people would believe there would be nothing stand before the prayer. I ask for this. I'm leading Phoenix, and Lord, I love the country, and prove that thou art God, and I be your servant. Thou demon, I rebuke thee, come out of the child. In the name of Jesus Christ, just keep your little eyes closed. Now raise your hand to keep your eyes closed. Everybody keep your eyes closed. Now slowly open your eyes, looking towards me. Slowly now, like that. There they are. All right. Her eyes are straight and normal. Look out here in front of anybody who wants to look out there. Look out the door. Yes, sir. That trouble's gone too, man. Everything is all right. Look at her. Now watch your friends. You fall up and look at my finger. Now you bless them. You put your eyes on my finger. Don't look at your eyes. Here's what I want you to do with your eyes. Like that. Hold that back and forth. Now raise up to the deep you see.
think it's Sure glad that you got ministers like that here in Phoenix. My 
hope you had great union revivals and fill these auditoriums and everything full of people and get people down at the altar. I thought your brother Sherry. There's another man I don't want to leave out. Listen, I think Jesus is blessed with a man like John Sherry. What do you all think about it? Amen. Is that right? Let's give him a hand. He's going to a brother to me. That's right. That's very and now, yes, Brother Kitson, I couldn't forget his wife. That's right. She's a lovely little character that doesn't have nothing to say but just, well, she's a well cook. And she's been to me like a sister and like a brother. And I'm very thankful for them and their little children. Well, in fact, fact this. I thank God for all of you. <laughs> very fine. And I'm certainly thankful to see this welcoming spirit here this afternoon. When it comes to a place where you have to believe, in or out, that's when the Lord will come down. Is that right? And I'm just thankful, friends, this has been the greatest meeting that we've had peace, this meeting now. Right. Now just keep your heads bowed, and we're just going to try to pray for everyone. Now you, don't be late at your church. You, you have to go to church, you get right on. Don't miss your church now. Hold on. But if you can stay, it's not going to church, or you just stay on, you stay a little longer, just make yourself welcome. Remember, till we meet, God bless each one of you. Now while you pray, keep on with your music, if you will, sister. God bless this woman. I pray that you will heal her, Father, of this trouble in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. Go get well now. God, have mercy on Oh, wait, she's got more than a few of you. Oh, sister. I'll, I will tell you what it is. The life you're getting through praying for you. You, you believe? Almighty God, have mercy upon the woman. And heal her body. Thou demon, come out of her. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ. If you keep that faith now, sister, it's done, you see. You must run. You're not scared now. You know you're going to get well, do you? Thank you. Um, you have that fish of that? I just go on I'm here with cancer. And here the little boy has got pneumonia on virgin pneumonia. sent his little handkerchief to be cradled. Father, we're taught that they're taken from the body of Paul, handkerchiefs or aprons, and we know we're not the same Paul, but we realize it wasn't he anyhow that done the healing. It was your spirit that went before and stirred the faith of the people. Now, I send this handkerchief this afternoon to that little boy for the healing of his body. In the name of Jesus Christ, may he and his mother be healthy and happy many, many years for your glory. Amen. Go rejoicing now, sister. God bless you. Oh, God, have mercy upon our dear sister and heal her. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I have you. I don't worry, sister, you're going to get well. God bless you, little girl. Mm-hmm. Got up, got up, for him. All right. Where you go to Brother Garcia's church? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can. All right, you believe in God, don't you? Heavenly Father, as this little lady stands here this afternoon, suffering with this ulcer in her stomach, you're the only one who knows how to take it out. And she's come reverently, Father. And I pray that you'll help her. Thou demon of ulcer, I adjure thee to leave this girl in the name of Jesus Christ. Little lady, you have nothing to worry about now. Your ulcer get well. You'll be all God bless you. Heavenly Father, I pray for our sister that you will heal her body and will make her well. Satan, come out of the woman in the name of Jesus Christ.
bless her dear husband who's waiting at home. May we wife return shouting and praising God for her healing. May he also rise and go to shouting God. You spoke the word at that same hour he began to leave. Go, mother, doubt nothing. Go rejoice. Oh, God, to this little boy standing here, I pray that you'll heal his little body. Whatsoever is wrong, thou know. And I pray that you'll make him well, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. God bless this woman. I pray, Father, that you will heal her body. We see she's crippled up and being led up here by this girl. But thou alone can make her well. I pray for her. Pray that you will hear my prayer. And may Satan get this rebuke, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lady, how much you believe? With all your heart? All right. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you go home and be blessed. God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I ask for her healing. Amen. God bless you, Mother. Our Heavenly Father, I pray for this dear soul standing here with this cane in her hand, old and broken down in health, but thou art here to restore her health. I pray that you'll grant it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, Mother. God, heal this poor sister here, this heart trouble. Oh, God, this female disorder, thou knowest all things, of course, soul. She wants to be well. I ask for her healing in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, sister. Go oh, now rejoice in you. Be well. God, I pray that you'll heal our sister this heart trouble. Grant it, dear Heavenly Father. I ask it in the name of thy son, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. What happened? The bone died. Now look, it's Alvin. Seventeen, just a child. Where are you from, Phoenix? California. <laughs> now look, well, if you believe this with all your heart, you're going to serve God. That's what you want to do. Is that right? Are you a Christian? You are. And you will serve God the rest of your life. If God will let that calcium begin to come back into the bone and rise come there again, make it. You'll use that leg not to dance, but just to go serve God. Is that right? You'll do it. Father, this young lady who's no doubt heard across the nation of the many things that you've done. And now she's had a wreck. And we're taught that all things work together for good to them that love God. And now the bone will not heal. It's dead in her limbs. Oh, God, just a child, bro. Have mercy of me. She promised me that she'll never dance, and she, and she promises you, Father, she'll never dance and use this way or nothing but for your glory. Now, Almighty God, you who are the whole resource of life, I ask you in the name of your lovely Son, Jesus Christ, to start life in that bone this afternoon that she will be well. In Jesus Christ's name, 
sister is firmly resolved, believe it, I'm standing here. The blessing of God has happened to you, and you will be a normal, well person. What's your name? Rome, from Fort Worth, Fort Worth, California. Ridley, California? All right, would you write to me? Or Obedient in the body under nine major heads. Remember that. We're close at that now. Now, you people aren't know it. I can't do this. And I'm afraid now I'm going to hold some of the ministers up from their meeting. And we're going to start praying for the people just a little more. Look, what is it, my prayer, that healed you? I've already prayed for you. It's your faith in God what healed you. Now, look, of course I do take the people here and cast out them spirits and things like that. You see it. And I've told you now there's only one time that I ever seen it fail in my life. That was two or three Sundays ago when I stood here on the pulpit and asked God if he just wants me to work that miracle, not to let them happen. How many were sure that day to see it? All right. That was the only time I have ever seen in my life that things wasn't healed when a couple times it got on the pulpit. And I just had to let him stop me. When he stopped me, I stopped. When he doesn't stop me, you know what I promised him? How many remember what I promised him? I was waiting for his witness. And that's right. I've done that since. And there's been really more miracles performed since then than there was before then. So I want to keep the favor of God. And you want me to, don't you? Every one of you wants me to. And I, I want to live a little longer. When you cast out one of those powers, brother and sister, it takes more strength out of your body than praying for 500 people. Something goes out of you. You just have to watch it. You find a good streak of faith, like that poor little boy, boy, we're sitting here with a leg walking like that. And little fellow looked up at me, and tears coming to his eyes, and honey smile like that. Why, the faith is just moving. I know something had to take place. You see what happened? Sure. Satan knew that he had to give away. That little child wasn't callous like an Indiana. Now, you just have faith with a belief, and we're going to pass the people and get right through the line. I want to pray for each one of us. I want to pray, not just say fine and just not pray for you. I want to have a little prayer with you, but we're going to have to start a constant walk like that. Now, ministers, you all get up there somewhere, if you will, and check some of these places now when they come through. And if they don't seemingly get us, then send it back. Uh, we'll do the best. All right. Now, everybody, just be in prayer. Now, you all just get lined up, or the archers will tell you there, and we'll start the line from the right to Now, everybody bow your head while I ask prayer so every one of you know that you're a great call. Every one of you. Almighty God, I pray you know, Father, that many of these people are waiting to go to church tonight. And they might have a loved one to get saved. And I realize, God, the brazen serpent didn't pray for anyone. The water that was troubled didn't pray for anyone. The woman who touched the hem of Jesus wasn't prayed for. The one that laid the shadow of Peter wasn't prayed for. The one that had the handkerchief taken off of Paul's body and brought him there wasn't prayed for. But, God, they got well because they believed and recognized your gift. Now, Father, I pray that these people, not only here locally in Phoenix, but thou hast so ordained it that it's known worldwide now. And may they come through, not because that you're poor, humble, illiterate servant standing here, but because it's your gift that you have honored. And, Father, thou knowest there's nothing I can do about it. I never called this message to go over the world like this. It was you, Father. I just obeyed and done what you said, and you brought it to pass. Now, dear God, may the people see it's just simple child faith to believe and take you at your word. And may every sick person in this building, as they file across this pulpit this afternoon, may every one of them go home 
as soon as you get out of this building, maybe just raise up their hands and go to praising you for their healing. Going down the street, testifying like Mary did, before she felt lie for anything. She knew that she was going to have a baby not more than man. Oh, the impossible, something that had never happened before, but she knew that it was right because the angel said so. And Father, I know this is right because the angel said so. And I know that you have declared it. If it wasn't so, you would have testified of it. If it had been a fanaticism, it would have fell shortly. But now thou hast spread it all over the world. Now, dear God, may these people see this afternoon and believe and come through this line, each one, and be healed and sit down there the next few days and write their testimony in saying, Thank God for healing me. May it be alarm all over this city, everywhere, Lord, in all parts of the country. I pray for every one of them in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, heal our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, heal our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, heal our brother in the name of Jesus Christ. May he be able to come out of this wheelchair or stretcher and go home rejoicing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You believe, sir? I do. You shall have that what you ask for. It's impossible for you not to receive it. You believe. God bless you, my dear brother. God bless this little girl. I pray that you will heal her, Father. Oh, Jesus, bless the mother. I pray for her healing. God bless our brother. <laughs> she didn't know she's Spanish. She said it's hard to hear, but I know it's not good. God. What was that? Oh, Jesus, I pray that you will heal my dear brother and make him well. May he go out of this building rejoicing, throwing his hands up in the air, shouting hard. Heal my dear brother, Father, I pray thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Heal this little boy, Father, of the bad eyes. Heal my brother of rheumatism in the name of Jesus Christ and asthma. Heal my brother in Jesus Christ's name, I pray thee, Father. God bless you, little boy. You're going to get well now after passing by here. Do you know that? You are. You're going to take a cast off the leg and you're going to be a normal well boy again. God Almighty, who Christ, heal his body. I didn't know the boy, but how did I recognize that face when he's come by? How did you recognize that face? Well, the Holy Spirit here, the angel of God. See? Look at his eyes now, how perfect. Let's say praise the Lord. Some of them says, does it last? If you believe, as long as you believe, it lasts. Is that right? There it is. Oh, my. All the Phoenix people, give a big praise to that boy. Wow, that's fine. Watch his little legs do. Perfect faith while he received it. I wouldn't have had to say a word for him. Passing by would have done the, would have done the job just the same. Gonna be a well woman. Well man, man. All right, bow your head, everybody. Father, I pray for my sister in Jesus' name for her healing. I can believe everything. Without even eyes. How's it then daily? All right. Let's bow our heads now while we pray for him. Kind of nervous, aren't you, young man? Your Heavenly Father, they're from many miles away. You're willing to be flying over that lovely state that you gave. And I pray, Father, that you will heal this brother. When he returns back there, may he go rejoicing. May this nervousness just quieten down. He may go out on the street as I'm serving testifying, telling the people, I once was nervous, but look at me now. I'm well, because the Lord Jesus has healed me. Satan leaving. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go rejoice in that right. You got a fine faith, young man. You're going to receive a blessing from God. Oh God, I pray for this man who is your totally dead, they say. I pray that you'll give him his hearing this very afternoon. Grant it, dear Father. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. Brother Hooper, I want you to check this man. Just let him stand for a minute. Give me the vibrations of his hand. I want you to check it just a moment. And if let him stand there just for a moment. Check it. Oh God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her father of this nervous and spleen trouble. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. God bless you, sister. Now go rejoice and go be happy. Oh, Jesus, I pray for our sister now that you will heal her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask this. Amen. Little sister, I had a brother. I laid in the hospital up there dying. He said he would never be well. He'd never get rained on a chair. He's an acrobat. You, know. you believe God will be here. You serve God to you. Assume you have good faith. Catholic. Most always Catholics are in what we call the three divisions. Heavenly Father, this little lady standing here with this rheumatic fever. And she's been taught, Father, to believe and to trust. Now I pray now that you will have mercy and heal her. Satan, the power of hell that has bound this child to take her life, to cause her to go in this heart attack, come out of her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, little lady. It may seem awful strange to you. Have you ever had fluttering in your heart? It hasn't probably gotten that far. My brother has three vows in his heart. Now you're going to be well. Go rejoice. Oh God, have mercy upon our sister with this enlarged heart. Thou alone can heal her. I pray that you will grant it in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you, sister. Say, I want to make a statement just now. There's a little Catholic girl come out here with spray for his rheumatic fever. I don't know where she went, but she was healed, yes. I just felt it come back across the pulpit just a few minutes ago. Where'd she go to? There's a little Catholic girl. All right, sister. That's fine. That's the kind of faith I had. I felt it come back to let you when you went out the... You had a peculiar feeling, kind of an odd feeling when you came off here. Kind of strange feeling. That's part of it. It left her right there. I felt it come back across this way. Now, you may think that's strange. You watch her if I'm not right. Let's say thank the Lord, everybody. I tell you, it takes the Catholic people to see the vision of it. You see, here's what is the Catholic. My people are Catholic. My mother, my father, is. We're taught to believe what the priest says is right. And that's where this is in here. See, they've got to believe me. They believe God. How many believe God? All of them, sure. Well, now, God's ability is not in question. This is whether the angel come and talk to me or not, see. The Catholics are taught to believe what their priest says is right. And when they see some of these things perform these miracles, they get healed. I saw it with all their heart. And they they do. By the way, my aunt, uh, my great aunt, founded a convent in Montreal. And 
Ontario. Now, Di, you're going to give her one while we're... How far are we down now? How many more we got to pray for? Let's see the hands go up. Hey, I'm good for all the time. <laughs> I'm good for all the time. Well, brother, let's see what time. How many of you want to go to church tonight and want to be prayed for? Trying to get to church. Let's see what I'm doing. Going to church tonight. Oh, my brother, we will have to be something about this. That's some of your people's in there, too, aren't they, brother? Some of you ministers. Yours too, Brother Garcia, I guess. All right, now have faith now. I'm going to pray and ask God to bless you. We're going to have to start. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. All right, brother. All right, now go on to leave now. I'll be coming to you. Brother Garcia, brother here, I see each your name. I didn't know he was a minister. Valor, brother, all you, I get down with your brother out on you just pray with all your heart for these people and encourage them to come to you. Are you staying here in smaller diseases, brother? Can you catch them? Father, heal my brother in Jesus Christ's name, my God, heal this poor blind woman in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mercy, Ready? 
But a God who I stand before may take my life, standing right here. When I looked at the little fellow just then, the pink face went right up above his little head and vanished away from him. That is true. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. God, heal my dear sister. May she go rejoicing now and be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. God bless you, sister. A little girl with water. All right. Do you believe, sister, if I ask God, God will do it? Dear Heavenly Father, I'll lay hands upon this darling little girl and pray that you'll heal her, God. May she start from this very hour to mending the heads go down and be normal and the child being waited to be a normal child. I ask this blessing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't doubt Is that your baby? Your sister. You believe she will get well? I'd like to hear from her. Oh, God, I pray that you rebuke the granulated eyelids from this baby. Come out of him, thou demon, in the name of Jesus Christ. And that one left. God bless you. Looky here. Thank you. Not a pinch at all about his eyes. Look here, honey. If there's a doctor in the building, you can examine him freely. You're on death, Mr. If you are a doctor, just come look at his little eyes. It's granulated. A few moments ago, stand here at peace. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Were they, were they brothers? Yes. They were brothers, the two little boys. And that's Is that right? Amen. Where do you live at, sister? They live in college. Is that right? Well, they sure have been raised around faith or something. Well, that's fine. That, they bring up a child in the way that you go. Is that right? Her, their mother was healed of asthma in February. Is that your opinion? Right here in Phoenix, healed of asthma. There you are, see, friends. Parties leave behind us. Put priests all time. Is that right? Put priests up perhaps another sailing over life while a main for a four-altered shipwreck brother. See, take part again. Heavenly Father, I pray thee to heal this sister as she comes to with her gallant heart looking up to thee for her healing. Pray as you have granted in Jesus Christ's name. Bless this negative Father to the people for the healing of their body. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am. Say, by the way, before I forget it, how many in here wanted a handkerchief spray? Or let's see, how many hands in here wanted one? I'll explain it to you. But you just write me now. Don't hand a handkerchief in here because I don't get to pray for it. But mail it to Branham Healing Campaign. Post office, Box 325, Jeffersonville, and you'll be sent across with instructions on how to use it. Every morning at 9 o'clock, put your hand over your heart, put it on fastly, the cross first, hit it over your heart, on the inside of your garment, put your hand over your heart and pray at 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Confess all your faults, wonder that it's all the neighbors, and pray and have prayer meetings, you'll get well. See, the instructions will be sent. Just send it my name, Jefferson Billy Dennis, and you'll get it. All right, bow your head. Father, I pray that you'll heal this dear great head mother. May the power of God that raised Christ from the grave bring her from this wheelchair and make her a well woman as I pronounce this blessing for her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God, God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. Wait, uh, just a second, this poor lady. Please. 
brother Van and I went out and beat this woman up the string. Not this lady. I know this is laying there. Yes, sir. You burnt her actually. Now look. God bless your dear heart. You're just young. And you know you're you're laying down to life for hours before. Oh my. How I wish that there was something that I could just reach down and do for you know to just like pull it out here and say, here it is, this and throw it away from you. Wish I could do that. But there's only one thing that I know that will let you live. And you, you're very, very... <laughs> That's why that safe is putting for me. Now I'm going to begin to get the right place. I used Twitter. When I was, she was in Boonville, Arkansas. That's the she was at Boonville, Arkansas, when I was with her at Carning, Arkansas. You people from Arkansas, this woman was, and she prayed that sometimes God would let us meet. And, and somebody went out and got her here. Where you set your down to? The Superior, Arizona. And God has permitted. I believe that this is the hour. Amen. Don't you, little mortal woman, laying here dying, that's just the Friends, even if some of you is waiting a long time, let me have just a moment for this woman, please. Yeah, little lady. God bless you. How many children you have? Two little children. What is your husband here with you? God bless you. Uh, you believe you're going to get well if I want God. All the time he waits. And dear sister, have you got one of my little books here, Jesus Christ? If you will, give it I'll to have it. And I want you to read little Georgie Carter's testimony. It only weighs 40 pounds. A woman with two birds. And now she's my piano player and wasn't on that. She's on 145. I have faith. I'm going to ask God with all my heart. Yeah. Dear God, I don't know why when I look down upon that poor scene there, the next thing you see that little thin, delicate woman rolling around there on that place, nearly dead now, and her lungs is about gone. The doctors have done all they can do. She's been in the sanatorium. And there's something about her father that just attracts my attention. Yeah, her pathetic right. look, because she's sincere. She knows she's going to die right away if something isn't done. Yeah, that's Lord, thank you. Oh, God. Please. Oh, before you, I bow to ask you with all my heart. Yes. Angel of God, you who came into the room that night and told me these things, I'll try to live true to it. Yes. Oh, won't you please have mercy on this poor little woman. Thank you, Jesus. Show your great power, dear God. Not so much as the people have to see it to believe you, but for your glory and the sake of the children in this poor woman's life. Oh, help her, dear God. Hear the prayer of your servant when I call with all my heart, with all my soul, that you'll let her get well. Thank you, Lord. Father, may not hear from her. Now that she's beginning to gain weight, she's getting well. Oh, great is Father. She'll serve you all the days of her life. We'll testify of it whenever it's permitted. Do anything that we can to show our appreciation if you just spare this poor woman's life. I ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus, thank you, Father. Little one. And I we got to look farther than when the demons call. And 